You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, guys. What is up, world? It's Kelly Sabraki, and I really need to change my intro because I just noticed this morning that my intro still says Kelly Hall, which technically I am still Kelly Hall. I moved Hall to my middle name and I'm Kelly Hall Sabraki, just to like make things a little bit easier. Life in the military can definitely be a bit confusing. And when you're changing your name, not only is it confusing for the world because they're like, who is this new person in this last name? Um, but in the military, like you go by your last name and I've been in the Navy for a while now. So it's like already been a little challenging being like, hey, I'm Lieutenant Sabraki. And they're like, huh? Like they all knew Lieutenant Hall for years and years. So all that to say, we are in a transition, folks, but it's fine. Bear with me. This podcast, I have been wanting to record since literally like the week after the wedding. Actually, like the day after the wedding, I wanted to record this podcast. And I was waiting on Austin. And Austin is like always a fan of favorite. I mean, I totally understand. I married him. He can be really funny. And he's also like so reluctant that he's funny. Like he doesn't want to do things so much that it makes him funny. Let me explain. I will like try to pull him into my Instagram stories and I'll be like, hey, babe, like, how do you feel about this event that we're at? And he'll just look at me like, why are you making me do this? And he'll answer (laughs) without the intention of being like humorous. He just like doesn't want to be a part of my social media. (laughs) So then it ends up being like kind of funny. And then people crack up and they're like, oh, my God, he's hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, I mean. He's doing that inadvertently. But then he, when he tries to be funny, like it kind of falls flat. So it kills me. But on the podcast, I have to twist his arm. And it's always a big deal. I mean, every time I sit him down for a podcast, which is like maybe once a year, he's like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, I don't really want to record tonight. Like, can we do it tomorrow or next week? Or like, we're definitely going to do it next Tuesday. Like, don't worry. And he just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. And then that's like so frustrating for me because with any other guest on my show, I'm like, hey, do you want to record Tuesday at eight? And they're like, yep, done. See you then. Whereas he is the power of persuasion and He's like, "Mm, I don't know. Let's just like watch Stranger Things tonight and like we can record Thursday. And so then I'm like, ooh, Stranger Things with you sounds great. And so then I do that and then I end up not recording. So I was going to record this podcast with him because I knew it would be really amazing, but also like indirectly really funny because it's all about our wedding. And I still kind of want to record a post-wedding podcast and get his perspective. But while things are fresh in the mind, it's been three months ago was the wedding, which is pretty wild. And it's all happened so fast. I mean, we had our best friend's wedding immediately after ours. And then it was a Memorial Day. And then we went on our honeymoon. And then Austin's 
other best friend got married and he was the best man. And it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Fourth of July, boom, here we are. Oh yeah. And then I decided to design my own bikini collection. So then there was that. So life's been just like absolutely wild. But I appreciate all of you who have been tuning into the wedding content and asking me wedding questions because like from the audience, like, yeah, okay. Like maybe I'm posting about the wedding a lot, but that was the pinnacle of my adult life. Like I have been waiting my entire life for my wedding and we planned it for two years and my blood, sweat and tears went into it for two years. So like there's a lot to say about it and there's a lot that I'm excited to share. And there's also some things that like I'm still kind of frustrated about. And, you know, another reason why I put off recording this is because I was like, maybe my feelings will change. They did not change, folks. They like almost immediately following the wedding, I was like, I should have done this and I regret not doing this. And I was like, you know what? Mm, I had a great time. It was amazing. We're married. Great. But like it still stands like here I am three months later and I like still have these feelings about it. So for all of you who just like want to get a little tea, thanks for being here. For the rest of you who maybe are planning a wedding or maybe just like in the future, you want to digest this as some like tips for later. I loved hearing everyone's perspective. Like if I sat down with a couple leading up to the wedding, I always asked them, what did you love and what did you regret? And a lot of them were like, oh, wow, like that's a really like direct question. I haven't really thought of that before. But actually, every single time I asked that question, they had something they regretted every single time. And even out of all of that advice, I took it to heart. I implemented it into my big day. And I still have things that I regret. So you like can't get it perfect. Like no matter which way you slice it, you're going to put your heart and soul into this day but there are going to be things that you're reflecting on and you're like, you know what? Maybe that wasn't for me. Like I took that person's advice, but like I'm different and I would have appreciated doing this or that. So it's just always good to ask and people bring up things you would have never thought of because why would you? Most of us are doing this like once or twice only. And you know, this is my first and hopefully only wedding ever. So why would I know what to do? So asking questions is terrific, but I'm going to get into first what I loved. And this came from like lots of advice and ideas I got from other people and then also just things I reflected on. But, you know, we'll start out with the things I really loved before we get into some of the tea because I definitely have some of that too, guys. Okay, so first of all, Something I really loved, which I feel like in 2022 is starting to become kind of the standard. I didn't see a lot of this in 2020 and 2021. Granted, it was COVID, so that's probably why. Even prior to, I mean, I was a wedding photographer for years, and I didn't really hear of a lot of couples doing this. I think I went to a wedding and they did this, but at like a really upscale level. And I was like, well, I can't really do it to this extent, but a welcome party. This was probably one of our top three favorite things that we did the whole weekend. I didn't really post about it. I didn't really include it as part of like the timeline for my photographer or anything like that. And we barely took pictures, but like that was not the point of it. We ended up factoring a welcome party into our weekend. Oh, it just dawned on me. I saw someone do this in like 2019 and I thought it was a brilliant idea. So essentially what they did was they hosted plus ones, guests, whoever is in the area to come to the welcome party the night before the wedding. 
on Friday, like say 6 to 7 p.m. or sometime after the rehearsal dinner, all is welcome. They put, you know, a tab of 2K down and you can go grab a drink with the bride and the groom. And it was an awesome idea because at the time I wasn't even invited to the wedding. Austin was. So like I flew out with him to go to the wedding, um, but spend time with him throughout the weekend. But I, I wouldn't be attending the wedding. So, you know, it was nice that Friday evening to be able to like attend a part of the event, even though he didn't have a plus one. And I was like, wow, this is a really good idea because everyone gets to chat with the bride and groom. So that's exactly what we did. We ended up finding a spot close to our venue in Columbus, Ohio. It was down the street. We held our uh, wedding in Short North, which is like kind of like a strip of all the best bars and restaurants in Columbus. And it's very like central and it's close by to everything. So Friday, we had the rehearsal. Rehearsal dinner was intimate. There was like 32 people max with bridal party, family, and plus ones. And then we had a welcome party that was open to everyone. And we rented out a room on the second floor of this restaurant. It wasn't like anything super fancy, but just like overall good vibe, good drinks, good food. And there was a minimum that we had to put down. But our number one intention was meeting and seeing as many people as possible prior to the wedding. So that way at your actual wedding and reception, you're not doing a bunch of small talk. Like you feel this responsibility as the bride and groom to make sure you make your rounds. Like that's part of it. I get it. You have to visit all the tables, say your hellos, give a lot of hugs. People just spend a lot of money to be with you. But it's also your day. Like people forget that. Like the bride and groom like actually want to enjoy the day and spend time together. And I really wanted to spend time with Austin like as much as possible. Like that was my number one goal, spending time with him and enjoying the moment, like being in the moment. So the welcome party was like three hours long, a two and a half hours long. People stay the entire time. We got to make our rounds then and chat with a ton of people. We split up, kind of would, you know, have 10 minute conversations here and there. But we made our way through almost everyone. And that was so great because we felt almost relieved the day of the wedding that we had seen most of our guests that night. And then also our guests got to connect. So They weren't just, you know, showing up to the wedding and seeing people for the first time. They were able to meet and connect with people then. And that was super cool because people like made friends with each other at the welcome party and then like reconnected on the dance floor. And they're like, oh, hey, like it's Susie from the night before. Like, what's up? And actually got to make legitimate connections. So that was awesome. You know, it is one of those things where you have to go into it knowing like it's going to be kind of a taxing evening. But, you know, we cut ourselves off at 1030 made our way back to the hotel, tried to get some sleep, you know, weren't pounding drinks, anything like that. But the number one goal was seeing people as much as possible. And we absolutely loved that. So I definitely would say like factor welcome party. It can be a barbecue. It can be someone's house. You can do a BYOB. Like it doesn't have to be anything super glam. Like I said, we were just rented out of space with a minimum that was like affordable for us. And we got to see everyone and we invited everyone. So I absolutely loved that. Moving on to things that we absolutely loved. I changed my mind a week out from the wedding and I decided not to do a first look. Now, the photographer and me was absolutely crying and there's definitely pros and cons. I knew this would cut into our photo time. And yes, 
I semi regret not having more photos, but I could have done a better job on the back end, which I'll get into later. But no amount of photos could have taken away that moment of me seeing Austin down the aisle for the first time. Like that was by far, it's tough to say like the best moment of my life. I think that's like really tied closely with when he proposed, but like the proposal was an actual shock. So like, I don't know. I don't know which one's the best moment of my life, but I could cry right now just thinking about seeing him down the aisle. It was insane. And that moment is something you will cherish and you will never regret. You will never be like, wow, I really wish I didn't see him down the aisle or she or whoever. Like that was just amazing. So I made the call knowing it was going to cut into a little bit of that one-on-one time. A lot of people use the first look for photos for that intimate moment, time alone. We ended up doing 10 minutes directly after the ceremony to be alone. Just 10 minutes. And I loved that because we were like officially married, Mr. and Mrs. Sabraki. And our planner was outside coordinating some photos. And everyone was getting ready to like the send-off and stuff from the ceremony. And we got to be alone. So we kind of factored that in later. But the first touch, like reading letters alone, like that was amazing. And I recently posted about it on my social media. So check it out on my Instagram. And I explain a little bit more why I loved the first look. But doing a first touch and not seeing each other, vice a first look is something I absolutely loved. So definitely take that into account on like what your priorities are. Moving into... We'll stay in the photo lane for a second. One of the pieces of advice I got was from a friend, and she said that she felt like she spent half of her reception taking iPhone pictures with people. Oh my God, barf. I did not want to do that. That sounded horrible because, first of all, you're going to get all your photos back. Second of all, I think you have a photographer for a reason. Third, like these are people's iPhone photos that it's going to like sit on their cameras and what post to Instagram for one day. Don't mean to be rude. Did not care about anyone else's Instagram story that day. Like I just wanted to be in the moment. So what we did instead was like Austin and I talked about how we would communicate if we felt like we were getting pulled to the side a lot. My plan for that was going to be like, hey, like, yeah, I'd love to take a picture. Like, catch me after the next song. Or, um, yeah, yeah, and just like 10 minutes or like kind of push it off a little bit. And then if someone's like really insistent on getting an iPhone photo, like, fine. And that happens. We probably had like 10 to 15 people that wanted to get pictures with us. But we didn't have 100, which in my friend's case, that's what happened. She had like easily 100 people come up to her and like started forming lines to get iPhone photos with them. And like, I was not in that business. So what we did instead was we dedicated one song, Mambo Number 5, to be our, quote, photo song. And the DJ announced it and said, this is the song. Kelly and Austin are going to run around the room and take as many group photos as possible. So the photographer followed us around and we snapped group photo after group photo after group photo. And it was so fun and it was so fast. And we had the most eclectic groups of people together in these pictures but like they got in the photos and like that was really cool. And so now we have all these miscellaneous group photos of people instead of taking like official table photos or like a billion iPhone photos, we got a bunch of shots like that. So that was really awesome. I would definitely recommend like just dedicate one song of your evening to be your photo song, get a bunch of group photos, and then you can kind of relax for the rest of the evening. So on the note of music, Austin is a huge music guy and he made the most 
bomb playlist ever. If you want to get a copy of his bomb playlist, DM him. He's going to be so mad at me for saying this, but he's Austin underscore Sabraki. You can find him on my Instagram anywhere. He puts so much love into this playlist and our request was no slow songs. And he lined up the final 10 songs the night to be like absolutely fire so that we were ending on a great note. But we went through like the DJ's recommendations and there were songs on there. We were like, no, this isn't a banger. Like we need absolute bangs like throughout the entire night because nothing's worse than like a slow song where people are leaving the dance floor and music that's like so like cliche you want to barf and there were just songs in there that like weren't us you know like dancing queen is a great song but like austin and i aren't like dancing queen people so we lined up some like absolute bangers and i was so proud of the music he killed it people were on the dance floor the whole night packed till we closed like literally the entire time and then another thing too is like our DJ actually liked it. He like appreciated the music that we suggested to him. So if you can like, you know, communicate with your DJ, ask him what like he's anticipating on playing. If you don't like the songs, then tell him not to play it. And usually they'll respect your wishes. But music is so important. I'd say music and alcohol, depending on what kind of crowd you have. But music is so important. And ultimately, that's what people care about. They don't care about your centerpieces. They don't care about your food. They don't care about all your signage and like the names of your specialty cocktails. They care about the music and they care about the drinks, like period. So I'd say most of the time, that's what guests care about. But absolutely love that Austin put work into our playlist. It was amazing. And then one of the other things I loved was that I had an amazing wedding coordinator. Oh my God, I loved her. Her name is Sophie Chase of Finer Things. You can find her at Finer Things Sophie on Instagram. Oh my goodness. She was actually my fairy godmother. Not expensive. Like I would pay for Sophie five times over. Like that's how important she was to the day. Some people's coordinators absolutely suck and they like don't know what's going on and don't understand the bride's vision and they don't talk to any of the vendors. Sophie did all of that and more. She was 25 steps ahead of me. And I'm in the military and I have an A-type personality, but I knew that as a bride, I wanted to enjoy my day. So you absolutely need a day of coordinator, but you also need the right day of coordinator. And that's huge. Like, don't just pay for some Joe Schmo coordinator because they say that they're good. Read their reviews, talk to people, or hire Sophie Chase because she will probably fly if you pay for her flight to come see you because she's that good. So money well spent. Oh my goodness. She literally packed up all our gifts at the end of the night, took everything down, boxed it. Like I could not have done the day without her. I love her so much. And to this day, I like want to plan another wedding with her because she was that good. So you definitely need a day of coordinator that is good and you will not regret spending money on it. I could go on and on about other things that I loved. Loved our venue. We did 150 guests and like it was intimate enough where we could enjoy it with everyone else loved that we had a break in between the ceremony and the reception that was amazing our guests did not mind whatsoever they got to freshen up go back to their rooms go out for a drink it was awesome I literally could talk all day about things I loved but I wanted to be specific and I also wanted to keep the podcast semi-short but get into the tea which is things I regret which makes me like a little sad because I was hoping that I would be over this by now but I'm not over it I do regret these things. I wish I had done the following. One of my 
this is probably my biggest regret. Going into my wedding, I truly only cared about being in the moment. Like once you get there, I promised myself that once the rehearsal came, it's all good. Like I would not stress anymore. If the lights went out, if my groom was late, if my dress got a stain on it, if my shoes didn't fit, like I didn't care what it was. I was not going to worry about it. And I was going to be in the moment. And I truly lived by that. And I really manifested that for myself. And like Austin was 20 minutes late to the rehearsal, but like I was fine. It was all good. Like whatever was going to happen from that point on was going to happen. And like our party bus ended up breaking down certain things throughout the day, like went wrong. And like, I didn't care because I was in the moment. So with that preface, I wanted to do a hair flip and I decided not to do two dresses, which I'll get into in a minute, is something I actually do regret. So I did one look with an overskirt, and then I would take the overskirt off for the reception. And it would save a little bit of money, and I would only have one dress. But by changing my hair, it was going to give me a different look. And I really do like my hair down, and I know Austin likes my hair down. So like, what I had heard most of the time was that this typically could take 15 minutes. Like a hair flip is pretty typical for a wedding. Boom, 15 minutes, you're good to go. Well, my hair flip ended up taking a lot longer than that. It ended up taking a long time. I'll just say that. It took a long time and I missed all of my cocktail hour. And hindsight, I would have rather attended cocktail hour than gotten my hair flipped and put it down. I would have just kept my hair up. Like I really liked my updo a lot. So when you think about these things with like beauty or changing this or that or bustling your dress, like all those little things take time out of your day. And how much do you really care about them? If you really care about your hair flip, do the hair flip. Heck yeah. But like in hindsight, I didn't care that much about my hair flip. I just wanted to do a different look because I like my hair down, but I cared more about being with my guests and like being with Austin. So that's actually like my biggest regret is it took that much time out of my day and you only get to do this day one time. You put so much like love and hard work into the cocktail hour and like Austin got to socialize with everyone and see everything. And like, I didn't even get to see how cocktail hour was set up because I was like busy doing my hair flip. So like I said, communicate that with whoever is doing your hair Make sure they can like a billion percent do it in like a short amount of time or be okay with missing all of it. And continuing on, on that note with my dress, there are some things like you should be frugal on. You know, we went with a DJ that was like really affordable instead of a band. Our venue was really affordable. The food was affordable. We did upgrade the bar, but you know, that was something that mattered to us. But when it comes to a dress, I think... That really is super important and like within reason. So I known people who spent like five, 10, 20 grand on a dress. And I was like, that's actually crazy. Like, I'm not going to do that. This is literally something you're going to wear one time. And I had done pageants for years and years before. And I didn't pay that much for my dress and I would still make the finals. So I was kind of like, you don't need to spend a lot of money to love your dress. So I set my budget to be under $2,000 for my dress. And I did not want to do an outfit change because I was like, you only get to wear this dress one time. Like, why would I spend this much money on a dress that I'm literally going to wear once? So I'm going to wear the same dress the entire day. And I was like pretty against doing an outfit change. But in hindsight, I reflect and 
I think I let others influence me too much. And one of those people is Austin. He said he didn't want anything like too poofy with like a huge ball gown. But I did want that. I wanted like a huge statement piece for the ceremony. Like when I did pageants, I didn't get to wear anything like big and floofy because I'm only 5'2". So I did want like a huge statement train. But again, I wanted something practical for the reception that I could dance in a lot. So I ended up doing the overskirt. But I really wish I had gotten like a really epic reception dress. I mean, something with like some glitz and glam and a little bit more sexy and like I could dance in it, but was also like super pretty and trendy and like I was just absolutely obsessed with. And I didn't. I went with this fitted dress that had the overskirt, but once I took the overskirt off, it seemed like very underwhelming for me. And I regret not getting the second dress because I was trying to like be a little bit cheap and like save money. But that's something that like I have to live with, you know? And like I look back, I could have gotten a dress off Revolve or, you know, even Shein for a couple hundred bucks and like might have been just as obsessed with that as I would have like if I had stayed in my wedding dress that I had picked and saved or spent all that money on. So in reflection, like I do wish I could change that and that's fine. But again, you know, you live and you learn and in that money is gone to our car to other things and you know, that's fine. It's it didn't affect my day. I still had the most amazing day. It just, it's come, one of those things like it's like pictures and little details later, you kind of wish that you had done. Okay, moving forward with things. Another thing I regret early on was trying to cut corners and asking friends to do certain things. I'm going to put this out there. Asking friends to be vendors that you know, maybe don't do it full time or maybe they're just trying to get started or I don't know, like, hey, they did a good job once. Like, I'll just ask her to do blank. Like, it is your big day. And there is a reason why this is a huge industry and like a huge professional industry. You want professionals to do this that have contracts that can be relied on because it ended up being way more stressful that I had asked like six friends to do these things. And throughout the process, like four of them dropped off. And it like, oh, it doesn't work with my schedule anymore. Oh, I don't know. Oh, like I'm unsure about like what you need from me. Oh, were you serious about that request? And I'm like, yo, I asked you a year ago. Like, how could you not think I was serious? Like, this is my wedding. And Again, in reflection, right off the bat, I should have just booked people who do this full time, who have contracts with specific deliverables, and it would made it so much more easier, less stressful. Like, I think my biggest stress is throughout the entire wedding process, relying on these people who I thought were friends that would help me and like save me money, but it ended up being a lot more work to like figure out like, hey, like, when should I expect this? Or hey, like, what can you provide? Or when are you planning to come in? Or what's going on? Or hey, I haven't heard from you in four months. Or like, it just got to be a lot. And I know it sounds great hiring friends and having friends help out here and there. And like, maybe for one or two things, depending if it's like a low risk, like if you have a friend making your cake, and that like cake's not a big deal for you. Cool. But like I asked friends to do pretty high vis stuff for my wedding and they were all on board, but then slowly dropped off throughout the process. And 
I really like I regret that a lot. I regret like trying to cut corners a lot to save money. And I shouldn't have done that. You know, like this is your wedding. Yes, it's expensive. It's so expensive. But there are just some things that you're not going to be able to get back. And I regret those moments that caused a lot of tension for Austin and I, like as we were planning because people weren't communicating or they dropped off last minute and it just got to be like really, really hard. So I really wouldn't. And like I'm saying this as a friend, like I really wouldn't ask other friends to do too, too much. (laughs) Dale's growling in the background. Do you agree with me, Dale? Because you think it's going to cut a corner, but it's actually going to add more stress later. So I'm going to put that out in the universe. Take that advice if you want. You don't have to. But with that, like I'm also going to say with your bridal party, love my bridesmaids. They were amazing. But I see this more often than not. And, you know, Austin and I stressed about this a ton, a ton. We touched on it in the pre-wedding podcast. But for many of you who are thinking about who to ask for your bridal party, please remember this. It is your wedding. You get to do whatever you want to, whatever you want to. And stop thinking about everyone else. Like people will actually get over it. And if you don't want them to be in the front row or you don't want them to be your bridal party, you don't want them to do the X, Y, and Z, like that's okay. You know, if you feel like you need to talk to them about it, talk to them about it. But what I've seen is those who you ask to go into your bridal party because you feel like you should, not because you really want or not because you're really that tight or not because they really know you that well, but you just feel like you should end up being the ones who create the most drama. And I have seen this a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And you think you're avoiding drama because you're asking them to be in the bridal party. But then because you felt guilty about adding them, they are usually the ones who like are very outspoken or like don't want to participate in things or like complain about costs and you're like girlfriend it's literally ten dollars for coffee like it's not even that much like really and things like I just see this happen a lot so please just keep in mind that it's your wedding and this did add a lot of stress for Austin and I as we were picking our bridal party because there were people we felt like we should have and we worried a lot and then in what ended up happening was we had an amazing bridal party full of people like we wanted to be there because they do have to do a lot for your wedding and you do want people who genuinely want to assist. I know people who like ask bridesmaids for help and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe she's asking me. And I'm like, yo girl, what do you think being a bridesmaid is? Like, it's not just about ordering a dress and being in pictures. Like we literally need your help. So keep that in mind. Food for thought for later. Just being honest with you guys. And then last thing I saw, which we didn't do, but we regret One of our friends recently got married and they did Airbnbs and like people pitched in, like the bridal party did pitch in toward these costs. They did an Airbnb for the bridesmaids, for the groomsmen, and then for plus ones. So like all the girls of the plus ones of like the groomsmen, like we were all on an Airbnb together and it was so fun because there was like eight of us and we all got to chit chat and got to know each other better. And all the men were in the groomsmen Airbnb and like they were all together and got to spend quality time together. 
that was amazing. And like throughout the weekend, it made it so easy because we weren't going to like 20 different hotel rooms. We were like all in one space together. And I really regret doing that for my wedding because all the women like we're all in different spots, staying in different locations. Like we weren't central. And it was tough for us because half of our bridal party did live in Ohio. So like, you know, didn't really know if they wanted to chip in. But I do think it could have been easier that weekend just to like have them all there and central. So I thought this was a brilliant idea. Doing Airbnbs for everyone and like having people pitch in toward that cost makes it really easy with logistics. And again, you kind of get to bond with everyone. So that is like the quick rundown. I'm actually positive. I have like a billion and a half more things that I like loved and regretted. But these were coming like these have been sitting on my heart for a while. And like I said, they haven't changed like since the wedding. I wish I would have done these things or I wish or I'm so glad I did do these things. And so I'm curious as to what like you all have to say about it and if you would agree or disagree or like what you did. But share this with a friend. Share this with someone who is planning a wedding or is maybe a maid of honor in a wedding. Or even just for those of you out there who are just dating around and you're thinking of a future wedding. Like I remembered all of these notes from earlier on in my years, especially when I was a wedding photographer. I was like, ooh, I love that. Ooh, I hate that. Like, And the bottom line is it is one day. Like hate to be that person. But it really is one day. And now that it's over for us, I'm like, holy cow, like I really don't remember our centerpieces that much. And like I really don't remember our guest book that much. I really don't remember all of these little things that I put so much work into that like we have now. But like on that day, I really just cared about an amazing playlist that I crowd surfed to and like having moments with my friends and like all those little moments with Austin, that's what I have now. And that's what I'm like so, so thankful for. So don't get so caught up in all these little details and spend billions and a half dollars on cocktail napkins and signage because really like people don't care. And if they do, they're really not your people and that's fine. So there's the tea. There's the wedding tea. Loved my wedding. Love my man. Love my maid of honor, my parents. Like everyone just made it so special. And I, I just feel so grateful. Do wish Austin could have been in this podcast because I feel like it would have made it a little less like tips and notes and more of like a conversation. But you know what? My man is busy too. And you know, his moment will come as a future podcast star. So for now, it's just me signing off. Dale's here with me too. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you love this podcast and cannot wait to hear more. Tune in to Wedding Wednesdays on my Instagram. I've been posting things about the wedding throughout all of my tips and things I loved and again, things I regretted. So see you guys until next time. It's Kelly Sabraki with Misunderstood. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys and I want you to take a screenshot of this episode tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you loved, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you're looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. 
Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. Kelly Hall.